This episode of Friendsman is brought to you by the Museum of Natural History. Evolution. It fucking happened. Are you surrounded by dumb shit fuckwads who insist that a deity created man 2,000 years ago? Bring their stupid asses down to the Museum of Natural History. We're free because human beings now exist in a state where we believe that things like museums should be free. So everyone can learn. But it wasn't always like that. It's almost like we've adapted to our world over time. But hey, there's still a lot of fuckwit ass fucks out there in the world. So bring their dumbass shit fuck down to the Museum of Natural History and we'll school their fucking ass. Ever heard of Australia Pithecus? Borelagazi? Yeah, motherfucker, that's where it all fucking started. Then they had Australopithecus Athenerus. That dude was followed up by Australopithecus Amaminus. That dude incidentally was in Australia, but then we found fucking skulls of a dude in the Kenyanthropus Palapidus area. Um, yeah, it keeps going. That dude led to a Strithopopolis Athiopicus, and that dude was the son of Athopothecus Africanus. This is where we started crossing things around. That dude got the Astralopithecus Gari, the Homo habilis, the Homo rutilophilus, the Astropolis Sebida, the Homo ergaster, Astropolis Boisei, Astrathopopolis Robusticus. And don't forget, homeowner lady. Guys, there's so many of them, it all got to the same place. There was Homo erectus, then there was Homo hemeterogenitus, and then Homo neanderthalidus. And you know where that fucking led? Homo fucking sapiens. Evolution. It's fucking real, you idiots. Come down to the Natural History Museum. song is so good love the claps it's me hard um welcome to friendsman home of the friendsman can i take your friendsman i'm nate i'm here with my best friend in the entire world his name uh oh wait one more thing evolution is a lie his name is jp jp how you doing nate i am doing well except for this Evolution. Evolution. We'll get into it. It's Boy, a theory, JP. A theory. Thank you. I want to thank the crowd for it. Yes, it's beautiful. It's wonderful to be here. Nate, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I was never a monkey ever before in my life, and I don't like that you're calling me one. How about that? What do you think of that, JP? I'll throw it right back at you. I fucking love bananas, so what's up with that? I'm just kidding, JP. I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified, Nate. I was... I was very worried. Well, I, 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 I think Phoebe has a point in this. I think I, I have a point to make. In this I episode. think Phoebe was a troll in this. Phoebe one, but we'll get is into a that. Fucking sociopath. <laughs> Absolutely a troll. Your sociopath theory definitely she works did that for this fun, JP. She did do it for fun. She's a fucking liar. But why are you so tired? I'm just. I'm moving boxes. I think my arm is might be broken. I don't know. My wrist feels all fucked up still. Um, Wait, I'm. You keep getting injured. I'm really worried about you, man. Well, I think it's the same you're, thing. You're not the spring. You're not the spring chicken you once that's were. That's definitely true, JP. That's definitely true. I'm not the spring chicken I once was. I'm 56 years old, and I got to start acting like it. Yeah, I well, I mean, on the whole, I think everyone would agree you do. But you know, 
I, I do act like I'm 56 years old. I, I do. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, your references your references are more dated than the fucking uncle to uncle. I was showing Dean my cool crazy man heater that I have in my murder room. The Friendsman Batcave podcasting studio. Yeah, so so for the audience that's listening but doesn't have access to this Zoom feed, Nate is, I, I would describe it as such. Nate is sitting in a throne with dramatic theater lighting as if he were fucking contemplating whether or not he's going to kill the his uncle who killed his father, the king. <laughs> I am contemplating that. Sitting here. Thinking about my lineage, the deep, the deep purples and blues that are going on, but then a dramatic, just pure like white light spotlight going on. Nate looks fucking badass. Nate, it's a good look. I think you should keep going for this. I think you should. Anytime that you you should change your profile pic, you should. You should. Yeah, I mean, hail to the king like in a his God. fucking murder shed. Murder shed. <laughs> JP, I soundproofed my shed. That's what we're talking about. It's very scary. I, I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous, and I'm a big echoey bedroom right now. It just probably sounds like shit, but... Anyway, JP, we got Chris White here with us tonight. He's making funny sounds. They're already making me laugh. Chris White, evolution is a lie! Yes! Okay, that's good. All right, all right, the air all right. Hard, but that hey, Chris White agrees. Chris White agrees. Chris knows what's up. Chris knows what's up. Chris has seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now, now, Nate, we have a guest tonight, and I have to say, I actually became friends with this guest because of you. You two seemed to hit it off earlier on the internets, and uh, and and now we I really, consider him to be one of my favorite people. One of my favorite we people. We really hit it world. off. We're bros. Uh, we're bros because we are... Well, he's from the Pepsi Boys podcast. We should say that first of all. He is also co-admin with me of the YKS Facebook page. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, that thing is going strong. Yeah. And uh, Dean is here with us. Dean, what's up, buddy? Dean. Hey, guys. How's it going? What an honor to be here on the Baseline Show. It is. It is an honor, and thank you for saying that. Taking the bass for a walk. Yeah, got a I cat. Like this. JP, you got a cat with yes, you? Yes, we have Kier Java. This is my old lady cat. Old lady cat. She's old lady, old lady Kier. She's she's not happy with what I'm doing. So. Dean, how you doing? I'm good, and I'm also pissed off that Joey has not said that yet on the show. Uh, he hasn't said it yet. I don't think we got to get into this right away. Let's so, get so into Dean, it. Yeah. Dean, Dean was uh, very excited to be on the show. And decided that what he was going to do for his appearance was watch every single episode of Friends up to and including the episode we're discussing. He really hasn't said it yet. No, I, I, he hasn't. And like, I keep waiting for it. I, like, I'm like about to bust, dude. Come on. <laughs> but he's just he's he's edging me. He's he's how you doing edging me, and it's really always into edging. It's working. Oh. But. It was only it was only the last episode that we actually got Monica doing the classic uh I know, which is one of my favorite I know. Like, of all the friendsisms, that's one of that that one I use in my real life. And I think I a few episodes earlier, Rachel said no. She said no with yes. her catchphrase. That's correct. So we're still early. So Dean, you're you're joining us in the early stages. The show is still kind of like really figuring out what it's gonna be, what it's gonna do. Um this is an important still, episode. JP. There's still some, there's still some transphobia going on. Like, oh, yeah, we haven't yeah, really hit their yeah. march yet. Yeah, yeah. 
I, 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 um, you know, I haven't really watched much friends until, uh, well, until your podcast, until I started listening to this and then I, I was starting to watch along, uh, and life kind of just caught me off guard. So when I got offered, I think I started on episode five of season one and I watched, uh, up to this one, like starting yesterday or the day before. So, so you're I'm all caught up. I, your friends to get binge. Your Chandler pill. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so fucking good. Like I have I can't say anything bad about the friend show. It's dated, but it's good. I don't it's, even it, care I, that it's dated. I, that's how I feel good. too, because it's so close to my heart. JP, I have a lot I want to say about about the specific joke that you're talking about. It's the first joke in the episode. Yeah. Should we get into it? I, I we can, but let me just say this, Dean. I'm feeling the same thing. I, 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 my whole thing is I haven't watched this since it aired. So like, mm-hmm. I don't have a, a, a connected history of repeated jokes and this being part of my personal experience, but I have, I mean, it, it, you couldn't avoid it. You couldn't avoid it. If you were alive in the nineties and the early two thousands, you couldn't avoid just all the references. It just became such part of the pop culture zeitgeist. But, um, I, I'm in, I, after towards the end of season one and well into season two now, the show is good. Like the show is actually really good. I, I'm 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 feeling a little bit of what Claire was feeling when we first started doing this, which is fuck. I just want to like watch it all, but I, I I've promised myself I'm only going to watch the episodes when we're going to do our recordings, um, so that I'm I'm giving that fresh take. But man, I really do just want to watch it. Yeah, you want to work ahead. You're gonna, you're a little teacher's pet. Well, of course. JP is absolutely a teacher's pet. He's, I, I love him. Uh, so so much. was I. I was. Yeah. I was a teacher's pet yeah. too. I was, I was a little uh, nice boy. <laughs> JP, let's 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 talk about the the transphobia joke, right? I would very much like to. So, Joey says he dumped a girl because she had the biggest Adams. Okay, not realizing that you know. Thank you, Chris. Not realizing that that means uh, that he was dating a man who identified as a woman, right? Um. So, so like, what I want to say about this joke, JP, is because, like, why don't you go first? Because I, I do want to establish the baseline of how this is dated and this is bad. I, I, I would appreciate if you would go first. So, um, now, I, I'm of a generation where this was considered to be factual. The, the idea that, uh, uh, um... Um, men have Adam's apples and women don't. It's 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 not actually true. Um, oh, interesting! I have no idea. It's just that the 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 presence of testosterone in the in the system makes the Adam's apple grow at a ninety degree angle in men, but women who have testosterone they can have an Adam's apple that's that's interesting uh, protruding. Nonetheless, this was common belief at the time and uh there's there's a so joey says when i first moved to the city i was dating a girl and i just couldn't get over her adam's apple and uh, trying to commiserate with chandler because he's complaining about his girlfriend's like tiny little things 
Now, 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 I had two issues with this joke. First of all, I thought Joey was from New York. I think Joey is from Long Island. He's from like Long Island, yeah. That's what I got too. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll give him that. But, but yes. So, so the implication is that Joey's first girlfriend, upon moving to Manhattan, uh, was uh, a trans woman. Um, yes, and then the friends. Maybe in an effort to to protect him, or more likely in an effort to just have fodder to make fun of him later. But everybody's a lot cringy about um, the fact that the implication is that Joey was in their in 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 their mindset kissing a man. Right. Yeah, I have in my notes. Everyone is canceled, but Joey for the Adam's apple. Yep. Right. And that that seems like the opposite of how it's usually going to go. Yeah. I have a cancellation in this episode that is unprecedented and but also i agree with you excited for that the opposite is, is joey isn't canceled joey isn't canceled joey isn't canceled. joey's just doing his thing you? not judging anybody no he, you know and then that's the thing he's got like this childhood innocence in, in a lot of the things that he says and does um <laughs> that, that i really like about joey i really like it him. makes him sweet yeah, it, it, I, I think that's a valid point, and I think that as the show goes on, that's what they embrace more than the womanizing asshole who he kind of sort of was at the beginning of the first. For season. sure, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, as 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 Phoebe at one point says, he has a brand new soul. That's nice. He, yes, his soul is has not been reincarnated a bunch of right. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Uh, so Mr. Heckle shows up with his robe open. I'm not going to lie. I I was sad because of the title of the episode, yeah, which we yeah. didn't say. Dean, do you know the title of the episode? Uh, yeah, the one where Mr. Heckles dies or whatever. We all know. Yep, the, the one where Heckles dies. And I, it was like, there he was. And we've talked about on the show how he dies. And so I knew what was coming. And I was really sad. This is our last. Heckles was a great character. You're disturbing my birds. <laughs> yeah he has he has an animal thing like his animal thing is 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 funny but also creepy like is he fucking them or like what is he it's definitely what's implied with the monkey i think yeah the monkey oh, he wanted to fuck he wanted to fuck marcel so bad and then when he finds he finds like a cat too yeah in, yep in the middle of the first season and he bob I, buttons he wants to steal that he wants to steal bob buttons bob buttons a cat uh and he has a lot of like sexual stuff in his apartment and a lot of seashells and, and like a seashell thing yeah he's got a lot of seashells in there are you claiming that these stacks of newspapers because i had to refill up here i thought there was more than one glass in there sorry guys claire's wondering why there's an empty box of wine sitting on uh the floor in the bedroom <laughs> Okay, let's get back to this. Nate, are you claiming that these stacks of old newspapers are somehow sexual? That he's got creepy... Well, I think, yeah, a lot of that is pornography, JP. I don't think it would be crazy (laughs) to think that. And then he's got the crotch magnifier that's set at crotch level, the giant magnifying glass that's set at crotch level. You know what? That joke pays off three times. It pays off a lot. I I think it's a good joke. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And then I have a note here that says... um, I think the naked lady clock is cool as fuck, and I think it's cool that Heckles came on it or whatever. Oh, yeah. 
the titty clock is amazing. Yeah, I really want. That. He definitely he de- that was that was his his spouse for sure. For sure, right? And and yeah. I didn't expect it to dance, and when it danced, I was I was like clapping, like that's the best, that's the best thing I ever saw. Shout out to the props yeah. department. <laughs> I know. So, do you think that they made it for the show? Or I do. That like a, yeah, yes, I think I, so too. I, I definitely. It think doesn't so. have the look of something that's mass produced. Yeah, because it, it just looks like the well the the dancing lady probably was, but the clock they just like glued it to the clock. Well, it looked like a Barbie doll that that like had some sort of like motor behind it that like made it go yeah, like this well, or something. It, like, and it was wearing pasties. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. Like She's a classic lady. Pasties. Yeah. And I have to say, Nate, in terms of the, there were definitely stacks of pornography there. Yes, but they were the kind of pornography that I looked at when I was seven, which is to say, National Geographic magazines. You see Joey walking out of that apartment with a giant stack of National Geographic. Raw catalog, stocking <laughs> advertisements. Just the newspapers were obviously all pictures of women in like generic bras that were just kind of like stacked on top. Oh, like he didn't even bother to get the Victoria's Secret. He just went with like the the the, the mailer. The the, he went with the mailer into the series. Yeah. Yes, the Victoria's the Secret like... stuff was in his like waterproof containers that he wanted because he wanted to keep it nice. Like grandma panties and brassiere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever floats your boat, you know. And and like speaking of boats, he's he was a super nautical man. Like behind him, behind him in the apartment is like tons of seashell art. Yeah. There's the there's the ugly lamp, but then there's also like multiple seashell arts behind him i was trying to figure out what they were because at first they looked like sad clowns but I, i'm 95 percent sure it's such kind of scary ass clowns came to your birthday <laughs> <laughs> random chandler i, I love I it <laughs> i shouldn't i shouldn't laugh at the drops but they're just really good oh, yeah. <laughs> jp i had an idea today and I, I i wanted to pitch it to you okay hit me hit me what if some of the cast of Friends falled into your cooking stream. What if you got a call from Chandler himself? Yeah. I mean, what if Heckles starts just hitting your floor with (laughs) Mr. Heckles could show up. That sounds, that sounds, that sounds great. So the reason we're talking about Heckles apartment, he shows up, he says that they're disturbing his birds. Uh, he goes back down, and we'll talk about what they talk about, but essentially he starts banging on their apartment ceiling or floor with a broom, and they stomp back, and they do it a couple times, and then he stops. I, now, now, before we get to the conclusion of that, I have to say that the 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 group physical comedy in that scene really made me laugh. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. It was funny yeah. when it was it was Monica and, 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 and Rachel doing it, and then they stopped, and he started doing it again, and then everyone yeah, did right. it, and they did it like, perfectly synced up and for the exact right amount of time it was it was well executed Mm -hmm. really really just a funny bit and i think that they do a lot of like good service like in this episode making this character that has shown up maybe like three times yeah before it hasn't been a time i think this is i think this is his third appearance right right? but they 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 make it you know they make their relationship like super long like everyone joins in because it's not the first time that they've all tap danced on the floor and, and response and then there's the uh observation book and stuff like that later that's a, you know what that's a really good point because i think that one of the things that we haven't talked enough about is like they're doing things like that that create depth of the world that they're living in 
and create backstory without having to give exposition. The fact that they all did it implied exactly what you're saying, Dean. Like, they've clearly done this before. There's a history. Right. And so hard cut to a body bag. <laughs> Mr. Heckles has died. <laughs> the, the friends killed Heckles. And they very clearly, oh, like, no. really did. They, oh, they really did. Yeah. Because he died with a broom in his face. And shout out to Mr. Trigger. Mr. Trigger's hilarious. JP, you're going to love his future appearances. I, I love that actor. Yeah. And he was so good in this episode. In the one scene he was in, it was very funny. Could have been me. Uh, I was sweeping the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of the two lines that it, 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 it's known in, 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 with our, our fans. Claire is the super fan. And that was one of two lines that she said out loud before it even happened. She was very excited for the, it could have been me. She got two of them, yeah. huh? That's impressive. Wow. Oh, the, the other one was also, it was a banger. It was a banger. Tell her I'm yeah. throwing shade. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that was like, you know, in terms of lines that non-friends say, that's one of my favorites so far that I've heard. Um, Completely agree. Completely and I'm glad agree. to hear that he's coming back because this is my first uh, time seeing him. There is super. Right? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite friends jokes ever involves Mr. Traeger in a later season. Uh, he's in one of their apartments and he's leaving. And then Ross is coming in and he says, Ross, tell uh, Guru Suchka or whatever that I'm not going to be at yoga today. And Ross goes, Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> just leave. Really Thank you, Chris. <laughs> and then him and Joey learn to ballroom dance together. Wow, I'm very. I'm looking nervous. forward to all this trigger stuff. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was good. He just, it was a very quick appearance, but he just, he nailed it. JP, do you think it would be worth it to do a uh, uh, friends if, but between you and me on a segment, a friends true or fake thing where I say something that happens in the future of friends, and you have to decide if it's real or not. Yes, that would be one hundred percent. Because I will tell you, I don't right, know, right. and you know the show well enough that you could come up with good fake bits. And I know the I know the crazy real ones too. So yeah, I'll work on oh, it. I'll work on. I like that. I like that. All right, that's good. All right, workshop. workshop. Um, okay, so, so what happens uh, next? Eh? Monica and Rachel have killed Mister Heckles. Mister Trigger's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, my next note is the is the other big thing. You know, the... Phoebe yells about a Mr. Heckles being a ghost, going to the light, and then uh, it's kind of the first time that like all of the friends acknowledge that Phoebe's doing something weird, right? I, 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 I think, well, and it's not it's, it's not judgmental, I, I think... but they're just kind of like ribbing her a little bit about believing in ghosts or whatever, I guess. Oh, okay. Yes, the ghost stuff. Yes, right, they, yeah. they they definitely they were they were ribbing her on the ghost stuff. But then the next thing that she does, she says she is, doesn't believe in evolution. Oh God! And 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 let me tell you of the of the three storylines, I think that the 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 Chandler storyline is is by far the best one. I, I that's the emotional hook. The this storyline of of Phoebe. Not pretending to not believe in evolution. Maybe, maybe we don't know for sure. But 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 Phoebe running an expert troll, and then um, the third one being the seashell lamp, and like I just don't care. I, I, I it was fine. It was fine. The the, the Monica and Rachel storyline it gave us growth for the two characters, and they were both. Funny, Do you think but... she broke it on purpose, JP? Do you think she broke the seashell lamp on purpose? I think. 
that she certainly wasn't upset that the seashell. Well, that's for sure. I, 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 she really did look like she was just putting on her jacket. Kind of a weird move. I'm I'm a clumsy dude. I'm a clumsy dude. I have certainly fallen over trying to put on my pants. Like I, I, I just, I believe. As my, especially because I relate to Monica, I believe that you want that, the that best for her. Maybe, maybe she just—it was an accident, but also she wasn't not aiming for the lamp. So I think I think Courtney Cox was was not acting very well in that scene. She's not a very. I she does some good scenes, but I, I I agree I agree overall. I'm not always impressed, and and Dean, I'm with you. I think I think she I think this because 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 uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Was really good. She really when seemed she, hurt. Yeah, for yeah. sure. The scene that when when the lamp breaks and she goes around to to the back of the couch and she's like, "I can't believe you broke my lamp!" Like, like it was. She really, also seemed hurt. She delivered it in a great. She also way. seemed hurt when she realized that she like didn't have a say in what goes in the apartment too. Like that was very believable. Yeah. I think Courtney Cox is very funny, but I don't think she's a very talented actress. I, I'm. Okay. I. I, I I very much imagine that she will get a lot like better throughout the season. Absolutely, you know, not knowing for sure because I haven't watched it. And then, like, I'm not saying I'm I'm a fucking shit actor, but the way that she like sm- like if you watch that in slow motion, which I kind of did, like the she's smiling like before and after it in a way that it's like okay, that's just Courtney Cox like knowing like I'm gonna knock this lamp over. Sure. Um, but that also kind of confuses things because I'm like, well then. But is Monica trying to knock it over? Because right. Courtney Cox knows she's doing it, but is Monica? She it's, could be messing with us. She could be messing with us. I think you've moved me towards believing that she did it on purpose. I, because because with her smiling, I, I think that she found, I think there's an argument that she found a way to do it and and pretend it was an accident. So I, I agree, JP. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think I think Monica doesn't even. Okay, so so let's let's just throw that storyline out. Monica and Rachel, they have to come to terms with the fact that Rachel lives there too, and Monica hasn't yet a- acknowledged that it's their apartment, not her apartment. And they do. And we were talking earlier about the sexy, hot as shit, dancing naked woman mm. clock, and hubba, hubba. um, you know, it, it was not it was far. so hot, it was so hot, and now they're gonna just live in this, just this sexually electric apartment where that that woman is going to dance all the time <laughs> yep on the hour every hour she's rocking out <laughs> like, the, like the gopher from uh, caddyshack <laughs> yeah like you could just imagine the the metal skeleton inside that like barbie it's gotta be horrifying <laughs> i mean it's just like a sexy terminator there i want to point something out about phoebe's evolution storyline okay mm. all right all right hit you me. like you have, do you watch it's always sunny in philadelphia I am well versed with the first seven seasons of that show, but I believe they're on about season 20. Right. Have you gotten to Max anti-evolution speech yet? Anti-science speech? That is one of my favorites. That, that whole, that's episode, what Phoebe did. The, the, the trial, the whole trial, the, the fucking, that's also the episode Isaac when Newton Dennis is trying to justify is eating cereal while he's driving. Like it's yes. a really fucking great, but yes. That's what Phoebe did. She points out that like science is always changing and always evolving. Science is a bitch. And science is a bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ross is a Dude, bitch. Dude, you're super right about that. <laughs> yeah, I like her gravity follow-up a lot, but like it lately it feels like <laughs> stuff's pulling me down or holding me down or whatever rather than 
Okay. (laughs) No, exactly. I mean, she. So it's, 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 I think they do an expert job with it because number one, Lisa Kudrow, so fucking good in this episode. Um, number two, we don't know because, because Phoebe exists in a state of, she's kind of insane in a cute way. So we don't know if she actually doesn't believe in evolution. Um, and she's certainly in the first confrontation presents an argument that makes it seem like, yeah, no, she doesn't believe in evolution, but there you start to see the, 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 you start to see the cracks. You start to see that maybe she is just trolling here. But in that first scene, she's very convincing of the like gravity. Yeah. People believe the earth was flat. I think, I think in the first scene, she's probably speaking relatively truthfully where she's just kind of trying to say like, I don't know if I'm sold yet. And like, this is a very early nineties version of not believing in evolution. You know what I mean? Like before it was, before it was made like a religious rights argument and stuff like that. Mm. And, or maybe, I don't know. I was too young then, but yeah, I I do think you're right. Then she goes on to say like, who put those there? And like, maybe the, maybe the alien overlords needed their thumbs to, to drive the spacecraft. So, and she does definitely start trolling him with stuff that she doesn't believe. Yeah. And Oh, well, just like on, on, on my second watching of it, I think she really does show her hand in that first conversation where she like knows she's she's approaching it from like too like too knowledgeable of a standpoint. Sure. She, you know, she brings up Darwin and stuff like that. Like she she knows what she's talking about. And she I think she, I, I am on the side of trolling. I, I, I think I think my favorite trolls are always the ones who do the research and have of the course. facts and then can, 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 can continue in the conversation without getting shut down because they know the argument that the person's going to make and then they have an, a way to undercut and it. The, and I think that's, that is what she's doing here. I think you're the right. The other aspect of this troll equation that we should talk about is how mad Ross gets and like <laughs> how so fucking great. pissed he is. <laughs> it's so great. And and the because trolling doesn't work if you ignore it. Yes, yes. My favorite aspect of the entire thing is he brings his briefcase full of fossils. It is paleontologist suit from the fucking. He (laughs) stole them from the museum to make a point. I didn't even think about that. They don't let you check out fucking fossils. I don't think that doesn't seem like the way that fossils work. Yeah, he seems he seems very cavalier with his bones because wasn't like in the sec in the first some point he was in Carol's apartment looking for his skull. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> he what left is he behind. Even, oh, where is he getting? You're these so things? fucking right. He's just, you're he's so just fucking taking right. shit home with him. <laughs> Which is cool. If I were a paleontologist, I've stolen post-it notes and a pen before, but not bone. like a, a not like a sixty-five million year old. Skull that just seems a little weird. Can't take a claw, but but no, like so. So he he wants he's like he opens he opens the briefcase, he's ready to prove his point. And Phoebe fucking absolutely makes the kind of broader universal point, which is look, hey, hey, that's great, you've got proof and shit, but like, isn't there the slightest chance that you could be wrong? And like. He admits it. And, and then she fucking goes for the fucking throat. Dude. And then she goes for the jugular. She goes for the jugular. 
She asks him how he's going to go back and look at his scientist friend. Oh my god. How are you going to look at your other science men? <laughs> Whatever, like, it's really... She, she dismantles him. She makes a valid point. Like, yeah, you don't... You can't know anything, and I think that this was... You guys have... Science is a bitch. This is Phoebe trying to teach a lesson of having, like, like the importance of some version of faith, because if even if you're believing in scientific theories... Mm-hmm. You're be- you have faith in that. Phoebe destroys him, and we have to talk about Ross's acting, where he's like, he like freezes up and he closes the briefcase and like storms. And he hugs it. Yeah, he, he hugs the briefcase as he walks out. It was so. Boring. And then Phoebe turns around and flips her hair and goes, "That was fun." Yep. Yep. I. I it was good. It was. It was she a really good storyline. I also have to say, and, and unfortunately, Claire is not here to do her uh, best and work, worst fits of the episode. But I will tell you, Phoebe was wearing a very 90s, like, collared sort of vest almost, which was weirdish, but it was fucking newsprint. And I thought it was cool. As yeah, shit. there was a newsprint accent on it. Yeah. Phoebe had some good fits in this episode. Yeah, I think. Yet again. I think that shirt you could, like, it's in it's in vogue now, and I think you could spend like two hundred bucks on it, like at like some fancy uh, store. You know what? It's You're absolutely right. Totally a timeless, or maybe not even timeless, but it's just like perfectly back for this generation. I, the 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 women continue to wear things that are stylish and flattering, and the men continue to wear the biggest, most what billowy shirts I've ever seen? seen in my life. There, there's I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, hey, I'm wearing a big shirt right now, but dude. Big shirts. Nah, nah, big nah, shirts nah. are dude, back, dude. Man. Not even. It does not compare it's to pretty the big, fucking dude. Look dress how long shirt. it is. It does not compare to the dress shirt that Chandler wore through it's most really of his fucking It really long. It goes scenes. down to my knees. Wow. Well, that's just you know, Chandler, it's your old man thermal. My thermal. Chandler was basically dressed in a fucking moon bounce. Yeah, Dean. Like, this is a Henley. <laughs> this is one of the first I, times. I, mean, I love the Hen- I love the Henley. I am a big supporter of the Henley. This is this. I don't know if it's always. I don't know if they. You know. I don't know how often they retool the intro scenes, but like the footage of, of Ross and the fountain in this in, in this credit scene, I noticed he looks insane at one point. Like he has like, it's just like the no, combination no, no. of the, the one the where he's doing the, the, the robot thing, but he's wearing the big shirt. I got to get one. a screen. I got to get a screen grab of it because it fucking terrified. Me. Like I was like, what is Ross? <laughs> Ross? Ross looks like, um, Oh God, the, the, David Byrne yeah. in the in the big suit. Stop making sense, it, it, or whatever. It, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. That's what Ross looks like in the intro to me every fucking time. Yeah. That's totally and David true. David Lynch had nothing to do with this show. Yeah. My my note my note is like, why are their ties the way that they are? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not this a was the era of of print ties, including a lot of fish ties. Ugh. Boy, did fucking men in the '90s think that. Printed fish ties were just so fucking cool. Yeah, they're fucking bad, dude. And they were right, and I have seven of them. Oh, nice, dude. Hey, they're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JV, the one part of this story that we've we've ignored is that Monica and Rachel are left all of Heckle's possession. Mm. No money. Yeah. We joke about money. Yeah, this and this this feeds into the Chandler story. Right. And, it, it, and we haven't talked about the Chandler storyline. Yeah. Right. It's it's a little sad. It's a little sad. And they're referred to in his will as Noisy Girl <laughs> One and Noisy Girl Two. And so they they basically just have to clean out his apartment, right? And that's mm-hmm. where they find the crotch magnifier and the seashell lamp and the naked lady that has come all over it. 
and uh, Cannon. That's Cannon. And so Chandler is having a storyline in this episode where they're saying that he like dumps girls for two specific reasons. He's like too choosy and too picky. Uh, we find out at the end he's just really afraid of commitment. And is he though? Look, oh, he—that's Chandler's I, thing going forward. I, Nate, I know, but also look. If I if if I was on a date with a woman and she had extraordinarily large nostrils, the the joke where he said she leaned back and I could see her brain was so <laughs> visceral to me, and I was like, I would have fucking. Hell yeah. I would have I would have found any reason to get out of that date because I would be sitting there like I'm I there's no way I'm nope nope And how about I saw your brain that's more than intimate that's gross. And how about the woman at the end with the big head I was cackling I was cackling <laughs> It's a good joke They did a really yeah. They did a really good job of giving the back of that woman's head just so much fucking right. volume and They mass. showed it Chandler was, it was gigantic at a table from the front by it. Yeah right yeah. And she's from behind, and you see this big, like, beach ball size hairdo, and you're not sure, like, where the head is inside the hair. Oh, man. It really effectively masks it. He says in his head, oh, my God, I must seem like I have a golf ball head at the office. (laughs) It was really good. And... well, I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm reading into this, but that that woman's hairstyle totally reminded me of his mom's hair, like the blonde <gasps> and the style. Like I was like, that's so good. That's like so true. Mom. Yeah, it totally. Really looked like his mom. And um, so maybe. All right. I don't know. Maybe he's got a thing for for mom. He's got a thing for Morgan Fairchild. I see that we all. I mean, do. I do. Yeah, we all. Uh, everybody does. Everybody does. Um. All right, so a so Phoebe let's... joke that I really liked, JP, was in Heckle's apartment when Ross is like yelling at her about how she doesn't believe in evolution. And he goes, How can you not believe in evolution? And she goes, I don't know, I just don't. Look at this funky shirt. <laughs> also, that shirt looked cool as hell. Cool like shirt. I kind of wanted that shirt. Yeah. Um so but okay, so I, I'm glad I'm glad it is panned out this way because the the emotional storyline of this is the Chandler storyline, which we, we haven't really delved into. And I will tell you, I, I, this, especially me in like my post-divorce, like young thirties, I, I, I totally fucking got this. Like the, like his storyline here was the, I'm going to end up alone. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sabotaging myself. He starts spiraling. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I really, it, it, so he, he the, finds the, this show, but this, this show continues to do this really well, where they find an emotional hook that's actually relatable to people broadly in, in that category. And this one hooked me, be, not, not because I'm there now, but because you've been there. I, I remember feeling yeah. like that. Yeah. So uh, he finds uh, Heckle's yearbook that says he was like a funny guy like Chandler and, and was in the same clubs and stuff. And played the clarinet. Played the clarinet. Uh, also irritated by the sounds up above that was like you know him doing the broom thing and then the realization they do they do such a good job with that like he's the first one to notice and also man i feel bad for heckles r.i.p they were really loud up yeah they they were he was right he wasn't crazy after all (laughs) uh and then he finds a box full of heckles ex-girlfriends or victims (laughs) yeah that's that's insane that, yeah, that part is insane. Like a bunch of women's pictures, probably their IDs too, and like the reasons why oh, they annoyed certainly. him on the back with the eyes cut out. Yeah, yeah. locks of hair, <laughs> the tape to each one, mm-hmm. just as trophies. 
That um, would be funny if it took like a worse they turn. trophies. That's true. But I, I think, and and this is one of my notes too from this is I think they did a really good job of capturing like a shut-in hoarder type sure. apartment. Yeah, and like it totally, it's creepy, but it also totally checks out that he'd have every photograph of every person. Like if he's got his yearbooks, like right. I don't give a shit about the single yearbook I own, and like for this old guy to have a yearbook, like especially an old guy who was you know in the alive you know was in high school in what like the 50s like i feel like that was you know who's who's keeping a yearbook from back then mr heckles is i mean yeah i mean i think i i think and 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 it's not it's not overwrought but i think there is something really sentimental and sweet about this idea that this man was lonely grumpy and just lived a solitude life and and the the yearbook thing like I mean, he kept everything, as Nate pointed out. He had stacks and stacks of pornography all over the apartment and newspapers, which bespoke, bespoke pornography, personal I mean, it clippings. It was, it was Cole's ad for ads for blouses that he was rubbing it off to. So like JP, I'm about to say some shit that's going to fucking wild your shit out. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for it. But, but so before we do that, I was just trying to say like, the yearbook thing is a, this is a person who's latched on to a time in his life when he was important to people and he, he was, he was funny and he was cool and he had friends and here he is alone at, at the end of his life, dying, banging a broom at the upstairs noisy girls who just won't let him have a moment of peace. JP, did you, RIP did you like the cheesy ending or, or did it not really work for you? I wouldn't call it a cheesy ending. Well, I think it's cheesy. I'm not saying that that's, a, that that's a bad thing. Nate, I absolutely had an emotion when... I thought it was when, good, when, too. When Chandler, when Chandler closed... He's about to close the door, and he says... He says, goodbye, Mr. Hackles. It's like the cheers ending, Try to keep right? it down. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. You know what? It is. It's very reminiscent of the cheers ending. Sorry we're closed. JP. Yeah. What do you think my favorite part of this episode was? My guess is Janice. Pregnant Janice. <laughs> Pregnant Janice was so fucking She was great. glowing. She was. She was. JP, I'm going to say something right now, and I don't want you to judge me for it. Pregnant women are hot. Hey, Nate, I'm going to say something right now, and I don't want you to judge me for it. I fucking agree. I think that's something I didn't understand until my wife was pregnant. I, I, I find mothers to be more attractive than... Women who Ooh. don't have children. I, I, I mean, I, I like, I just, it, there's like some weird, the older you get, the more that you're like, no, I like people who have life experience. And MILFs, it, JP, you're talking about <laughs> MILFs. It's not MILFs. It's not the MILF thing. MILF yeah, chat on Friends, man. Okay, so, so Nate, so Nate, how many times did you get around? Don't be gross, JP. Janice. Don't how be many, gross. How many pops did you get? Janice looks great. Janice looks great. Janice looks great. Mm-hmm. Janice, Janice looks, looks great. great. She looks they fine as hell on the phone. They put her in a she looks fine outfit. as hell in that pregnant dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she shows up just to freak Chandler out, which is hot as hell. Yeah. And then and then Maggie, and Maggie Wheeler fucking owned it yet again. That woman was given this role that she turned into something amazing. They bring her back all the fucking time. She's on screen for five minutes, and she owns every 
yeah. every Absolutely. second of it. I love seeing her like totally in the the position of power, you know, because like in in earlier interactions, like she, you know, she's like doesn't know exactly what's going on. Like she's clueless to the fact that Chandler's about to break up with her. But at this, it's like she fucking had him the whole time. And I hate how mean the rest of the friends are to Chandler after he tells them he called Janice. Janice is great. Mm -hmm. She's a wonderful person. And she's going to be a great mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think think pregnant women are attractive a normal amount. Just the regular (laughs) amount. Well, you know, we'll see. We, we... We've talked about this. I, I think that I, I love, while I don't, subs- I, I don't subscribe to your theory that, that Phoebe is a sociopath, I do subscribe to your theory that we're looking at it, 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 unreliable narrators telling the story of Janice. For sure. mm-hmm. and, and Janice is just fucking, she's great. She's great. And I also, I want to point out that the last time we saw Janice, was when Chandler broke up with her, and then she said, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna call me. You're gonna come after Janice me." Janice was right. I got you. Hashtag Janice was and, right, yeah. and he did. And he did. Yeah, and it was too late. Yeah, way too fucking late. She's married. And, like she moved quick, dude. Like there's that's because the, she's the a didn't catch. Change that fast. Janice is a catch. Oh, absolutely. So this was this was val- they they broke up on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And then we're now in October. Uh, yeah, so she moved real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Married. She had a wedding. Oh, got yeah. pregnant, and she's like eight months pregnant. <laughs> I was gonna say she's like seven, eight months pregnant at least. Like, like she's so like that. She was just like, you think it is nope. Chandler's. That would be an interesting storyline. I know I don't think they do that, but that would be an interesting storyline. They don't story do line. that, but I'm just saying, like, Janice could be lying. I don't know if Janice She's would lie. She's very pregnant. She's very Well, no, pregnant. she could be lying that it's not his. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. She's very pregnant eight months later. So, like... Or did she did she just happen to, to rebound with exactly the right person? I guess that's it. That's, that's fair. That's fair. There's there's a lot about in this 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 last couple episodes about like uh, being young but like wanting to to do the next thing like to to get married to get pregnant I mean and that's what friends is all about but like the the like Monica wanting to get pregnant because she's like twenty five or whatever and like yeah we had I had kids when I was like twenty five but that's not normal and I don't even think pretty it was young all that I think yeah, yeah and I think that was kind of even young in the nineties for our generation so sure yeah. So I don't know, like, where it comes from. I guess there. It it well it, it I I would say in my experience it it's not generational so much as it's regional because oh, you're in Texas. You're in Texas. Every person other than like my 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 group of friends who are like very career oriented, but for the most part, everyone I've met who is from Texas. They got married at 22 and they had kids immediately. Yeah. Like, like that's 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 that's, a good that's point. still how they do it here. Sure. Yeah. Whereas when I was living in DC, I, it, my friends weren't having kids until 35 or 40. Yeah. Like, it, it, I, I, I'm not. I, I, that's yeah. Just no judgment either way. Yeah, I get it. I, right, I think right. that it's 
No. I think that it's a regional thing. But in that regard, therefore, they're living in fucking yeah. New York. So, like, y'all should be like, no, I want to focus on my career. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm a young, then I'm young. I'll have kids eventually. I'm young and I live in New York. Go out yeah. dancing. Well, I, I really like I, one of the things that really made me like Monica a lot is how much she likes babies and kids yeah. and stuff. And I think it's very sweet. Um, and it's one thing that I very much enjoy about Monica. Monica is sometimes, sweet. sometimes there isn't a, a, a lot. I, I think I think Monica ends up being the 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 hidden gem of the characters. I, I really think that that later on when and, and again I always talk about like there's this paradigm shift where it becomes the Monica and Chandler show. I like the show better when it becomes that. And I think that Monica, all of these quirks, they start turning it into the ways in which she's 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 a good partner mm-hmm. and she she wants to be a mother so badly and like I, I think that's way more interesting than oh Jesus fucking Christ what's going on with Ross and Rachel? Yeah, yeah. The the you know and the will they won't they? I mean like and this being when it came out it wasn't overwrought, but at this point everything is the will they won't they? Like every sitcom that gets more than like right. three seasons is a will they won't yeah. they thing. Yeah, and then but they started it, really. and then they start discovering new ways to frustrate the audience by getting people together and then ruining it. And I like, would argue they, that... I mean, Friends is still one of the worst versions of they get together and then they fucking ruin it. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, let them be together. I would argue that Friends is the is the show that probably pushed it too far. Like, like after Friends, anybody doing it was a cliche. And they still do it. And they still do it. Like I, That's fair, but have you seen Moonlighting? No. Oh, Moonlighting is such a great fucking oh, show. I, it's Sybil yeah, Shepard and, and Bruce Willis. Yeah. It, 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 and it's amazing. And the entire thing, it's, it's like a private detective agency bullshit. And the entire run of the entire show is a will they, won't they? Like, they, they ran it through the whole fucking series. Mm-hmm. And it's great. But then that became this, like, staple of every sitcom has right. to have a will they, won't they? And I, I think the, the, the train wreck example is actually How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. which... <laughs> Just fucking, yeah. they just shat the bed every opportunity they could. That show should have just been the Marshall and Lily show, and yep, I would have yep, loved I it. Agree. And and then it, it, but they just like the will they won't they, and who's Ted going to end up? JP, with? Like, did you ever watch New Girl? I did. Yeah, me too. I love New Girl. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, this felt right there, like the right audience for this. Yeah. New Girl. No, 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 no. I, New- I I really do. I really do. Yeah, love exactly. New Girl. I know exactly I just, what you mean. I just inherently hate. Zoe Deschanel. No, I know. Me too. With a passion. Well, she's, with a passion. She's, she's funny on the show. Like, I, I know. She is. I know she she's is. a terrible but human being. But is the, it is the Nick show. It is the yes, Schmitty exactly. show. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bring it up is because I think the entire time I was watching that show, I'm loving the show, but it's just like, it's almost like watching a show you already know what's going to happen and it's like every time they introduce a new girlfriend for either Nick or Jess or a boyfriend for Jess I'm like okay this guy's funny but he's going to be gone in like five episodes because I know they are just going to put Nick and Jess together in the end and I want them to do that and and it, yes but it, it's but it, it's it makes the show not enjoyable because it's following the at least that it, aspect it, of it is like oh god like this is so like like New Girl, all the things New Girl did really well were the 
outside storylines and 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 the the quirky weirdness going making on. winston and, the and weirdest never... dude in the entire world <laughs> yeah. winston fucking rules he rules mm-hmm. so fucking hard and but it, it, i mean and to bring it back that's and, and even from a a perspective of this show happened i know what's going to happen all of my favorite storylines involve not the romantic storylines yeah. watch happy endings jp what's watch that happy endings Happy Endings is just answer the, the question, motherfucker. Happy Endings is one of the best sitcoms I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And it's great. It's great. Um, it was on at the same time it, as it, New Girl, and they they both got p- compared to Friends, like modern day versions well, of Friends. You you know the tie there, Nate. If you watch the pilot of New Girl, Damon Wayans yeah, he switches back and forth. The, yep. Is the roommate, yep. and then he also he got picked up for Happy and Endings. Happy so Endings he didn't dies, do New Girl, so they brought in the guy who plays Winston, and then Happy Endings. Happy Endings is so good and so quirky and weird, and it made me fall in love with uh, the, the the actress who plays Penny yeah. from Saturday Night yep. Live. She she's so fucking good. One of my favorite jokes in New Girl is after Damon Wayans comes back, he goes up to Nick and he goes, "Nick, I need to talk to you." And Nick goes, "Winston's staying. End of discussion." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. What is this, a New Girl podcast? What are we talking about, JP? I was talking about the Friends show, and I don't know what happened to you. <laughs> we talked about a lot of the episodes. Do you guys have any other thoughts about, about it? So, no, no, no. I, I, I do, I do want to say, like, the Chandler storyline is simplistic mm-hmm. and overwhelming. It lets him shine. Is, it, well, first of all, I love, I love an episode that's focused on Chandler, and I, I think that I think that the the A plot in this one is is it, it it's a Chandler storyline. Yeah. I think that it's relatable. I, I and and I think that 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 feeling when you're in your late twenties and you're wondering what you're doing with your life, and you're wondering, you just you, you have that paradigm shift, and you're like, fuck, fuck. I need to rethink about what I'm doing because what I've been doing up to this point isn't getting me any further down the road. We we didn't and I love we that. didn't talk about the ending where where Rachel and Monica and Phoebe are making Chandler feel nice and like be like, no, the fact that you're worried about this means that you're like on the right track and like you called Janice because you wanted to have a relationship and that's like growth and it means that you're ready for commitment. And Chandler goes, oh, whoa, hey, I don't know about that. Yeah, okay. that, and, and that yes, yes. They, I didn't like that. They, had, they, they, they tried to put a button on it and it was just like, okay. Chandler's, Chandler's thing going forward is that he is afraid of commitment. They talk about it all the time. It's like a big thing. But, but I will say it was even that, especially that part of the scene was yeah, no, there, there's truth to that. Like, like it's the, it's the, the, the Buddhist idea of uh, skillful means. You, you, you aren't able to understand things beyond where you are right now. And, and yeah. Chandler took a step towards the next level, and I, I think that that's that was beautiful. That was that was actually a thing that made me care about the character. That made me okay. Yeah, he's the sarcastic, funny guy, but like, there's some depth there. That he's afraid of being alone. He's afraid that. These, the, the, these, the, the sarcasm he puts up and the judgmentalism he has is going to prevent him from happiness. So he wants to change that. And change doesn't happen overnight. That, it, as evidenced with his, whoa, 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 I'm not ready for commitment. It's like a Jerry Lewis thing. <laughs> oh, hey, whoa, whoa. I, I, <laughs> uh, Flavin. Flavin. 
Um, no, I, 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 I thought that I, I, again, I really got caught up when he, when he did the close the door and like, we'll try to keep it down. Like, I, I thought that was actually like an emotional moment. Yeah. I'm not, I, I didn't mean to insult it when I said cheesy JP. I just mean as like, it, it's like a, it's, it's like a sitcom ending, which is fine, which is yeah. great. It's, yes. Yes. And you have to, you have to look at these things in that vein. Like it's, it's a fucking network sitcom. This isn't going to be. Right. Like the emotional depth of the horrible, horrible A twenty four movies that you all want to promote all the time. Horrible. Like I, I'm not looking for that level of like emotional resonance. Acid. It's fine oh. that it's just <laughs> one, one hit after another. Horrible film. I think I think that they should they should let the um, the hereditary guy direct a Friends reboot. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I like that. I'd watch the shit out of that. Ari, I would watch the Ari shit Aster out of that. presents the Friends <laughs> um, reboot. I, I have Oh god. I have a Friends thing that I don't know. I I can't remember if you've ever talked about, but I feel like and I, I and being a kind of a neophyte to Friends, I don't know if it's really even a thing. But like so some of the like apartment aesthetics. The thing that really I like sticks out to me is the the frame around the peephole. And I know that that like becomes kind of a a like it's like a thing. It's iconic. It? Oh no, no, it's it, it's 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 it is it is like the image that is the quintessential. Like you you show that to anyone and they'll yeah. be like, "That's fucking okay. friends, man." I okay. absolutely fucking hate it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like it was this episode. I hate the purple color in Monica's apartment. I really hate that color. It was this episode though that I was like, "Oh, that, I don't like that." It was when Ross left with his briefcase that that was the moment I realized Mm-mm, it ain't it ain't for me. That people frame there's something about it. Now Chandler and Joey's apartment, bachelor pad. That's where it's at. Yeah, that that clear plastic on top of the the foosball <laughs> yeah. table. They have a. We haven't seen much of their apartment this Not season. This season, so far. yeah, no, yeah. They have a sign in their apartment that says, "Uh." Five card Charlie pays two to one. Uh, <laughs> it's not funny. I don't know why we're no, laughing. I agree, no, I agree with I agree with Chris on this one. I agree um, with Chris on this one. Th- that, that was that, that's a banger. That was another thing about um, you know, Mr. Uh Heckles was how he his book of grievances mentioned Joey and them. How did he hear them? How did he's below across the hall? Like the I, logistics I, of it kind of were weird to me, but I think that that's like, you know, suspend your disbelief. It's a so Monica, there is a part of that. I, I also think they established though, that like everyone upstairs thought that they were just being reasonable and sure through some magic of acoustics, everything that's happening one floor up, he's hearing it like magnificent. And also his apartment is right next. They're both, they're both of their apartments are right next to the stairwell and there's no elevator. So I assume mm. like, Oh yeah. The coming stairs. up and being noisy. Ooh, they might ooh, hear you. If you say something about Big Bang Theory right now, I'm going to flip out, dude. (laughs) Okay, first of all, Bazongo. (laughs) Second of all, um, no, 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 no. If you notice, we've we've now twice been to Mr. Heckle's apartment. And they didn't show it as much in this one, but they definitely showed it the first time. It doesn't make logistical sense because he's underneath He's underneath uh, Monica and Rachel. Wow. Okay. And if they go out in the hallway, at the back of the hallway is a set of right. stairs. But on his floor, at the back of the hallway, is a door. 
So, like, I don't know that they really thought out the floor that plan means, of the apartment. Yeah, he's on the wrong this side, too. Of, yeah, he is on the wrong side. In the last one, he's, he's on, on the, the other left. side. Yeah. And and you're right. They see a door, which would imply that, like, Monica and Rachel and Joey and Chandler have a third neighbor that they're just, like, not friends with. Well, the neighbor fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. His name is, like, no, Roger or something, and they hate him. Yeah, he's no, he's no heckles. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's no R.I.P. R.I.P. Heckles. Guys, I'm not ready to let go of Heckles. It's really sad. He was a great character. Maybe Roger died in his apartment the first episode, and they just leave him. Fucking (laughs) Roger. Well, and I I think that does. This is canon now. There's the guy who lives in that apartment is rough. And he's just mummifying in his bathtub. Exactly. His cats are feeding He paid his rent like eight years in advance, uh, and he's just dead. Oh, it, it was rent controlled. It was like eight dollars a month for that yeah. dude. Let's build them. Did I? Oh man! Wait, I should tell you this. Um, when I first moved to DC, uh, I, I I moved into the apartment that was next door to one of my best friends and his wife, and it was awesome until about two weeks later when a seventy-five-year-old widow died in the apartment downstairs. And they didn't find her for a while. Ooh. And then the fire department had to come in and like break down her door. Better than upstairs, right? What's that? Uh, it, Better than upstairs? Yeah, because then like, you know, you get you, you could get like the seepage or whatever. You know? Well, I think I think if they're downstairs, the, the smell would just That's start true. wasting up. The stinks rise. I was on a business trip through the entire thing Ugh. and came back to my buddy telling me what That's had happened. Nasty, but dude. yeah, the fire department had to come in and kick down doors. So Anyway, the point was, R.I.P. Roger, I hope that they address this in a future episode. Fuck Roger. <laughs> also, how quickly they found Heckles, this alone guy who died in his apartment. Why like, are they there right away? Yeah, I think I think that they're, they do have like this relationship that's very interesting. And that's why I don't think that him giving them the apartment is a fuck you. I think he loves those girls. I do. I, I do think, think he cares about those girls. Yeah. And like They're when he comes he up, when he comes up and complains to them, he's like checking in with them. And mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. he's also he's just looking for social interaction. He doesn't have any friends other than the many, many, many bird statues that. Why he were they there? So, I think that they care about him in turn, and they were like, "There's no knocking." Like another, like a day <laughs> later, I think that they, you know, because they obviously brought the super. Like they, it was them that initiated the look. No, they don't say it, but like, how? Who else would have done it? And maybe he had a life alert necklace. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> life alert necklace. Yeah, but that implies that he was able to say, "I've fallen and I can't get up." Mm. But like, he just fell and he didn't get up. Yeah, we all know what really happened to Mister Heckles. He faked his death. He moved to New Mexico, and he bought a junkyard where he will help a professor and his methed out friend build a truck full of magnets at one time i really i i don't know and i hope this is a spoiler but also nate fucking spoilers he's in breaking bad oh <laughs> uh, yeah spoilers that's cool yeah i think he's in breaking bad. I, that I don't know I, hope I'm I, 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 I think you're making I'm that not up. Making I, I saw i saw four of the seasons of breaking bad he's in the last season he's in the last season i got you how could, um, are you thinking about Gus? You no, no, no. Gus. He's he Gus and Heckles. The same guy. <laughs> so similar, Gus and Heckles. <laughs> they both got ears. Um, yeah, birds of a feather. 
So, Dean. Yeah. The way we like to finish up these episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I is know. we want to ask you what you who your best friend and the, of the episode is. Fart. Ooh. Shit, I said fart. Yeah. I'm I said fart, fan. JP. Nah, I fucked it up. Best friend of the episode. Oh, best best friend friend of the episode. Dean, of the Dean, episode. Dean, 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 Dean. Best friend of the episode. Go. I said fart. Phoebe. You know, and I, it, it's just Phoebe. It's Phoebe. Phoebe's a troll. Why? The the trolling, uh, and just that shirt, that newsprint shirt. It's fucking right. It was such. A it worked shirt. for me on a lot of levels, stylistically, and just like you know, it just it was great. I was I was trying to, I was trying to read it. I was trying to read it too. You know, like see what what it was. <laughs> I was watching in 4K. I, I tried to zoom in. I couldn't really read the newsprint. <laughs> I was watching on my phone in the little pitch. window <laughs> so I could take notes. Wait, don't pitch Phoebe's nipples. No, no J- JP, what the, I was watching it in the little window on my phone so I could also take notes. It was up in the corner. And so, like, I missed his, like, apartment and everything. And, like, oh. I couldn't read the newsprint shirt if I tried. JP, who was your favorite friend of the episode? God damn it. I was going to get you first. Okay. I gotta go with Chandler. I, I, I respectable choice. I felt that storyline, and I, and 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 I felt that feeling of like I, I remember being at, at an age in my life where I was just like, "Fuck, I'm fucking sabotaging myself." Like I, I'm not. I, whatever it is, I think I want. I'm not moving towards that, and it, it just it was. It, I, I I that that storyline actually was emotionally resonant to me. I, I I did I did have like a little bit of a feeling when he was just like we'll, we'll try to keep it down like it was really it was sweet and he took the, he he fucking took the year you know, like he's he's like I'm gonna be the only person left in the world important. who's gonna honor he's gonna honor this person's life. important yeah I thought that was awesome mm-hmm. hey Nate who's your best friend of the episode my best friend of the episode was sexy pregnant Janice. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Bazinga. Ding, ding, ding. Bajingo. Ding. <laughs> Bazongas. Bazonga. <laughs> yeah. She, she's great. She's great. Dean, did you know that like she like created the character herself too? I, I didn't know that from like the history of it, but I remember you've mentioned that before. She like, like created the laugh and like there's yeah. so much of Janice that just like wouldn't be there without her. That's some real bootstrap shit. That yeah. actress does like deserves every penny of syndication money that she gets. I, 100%. And she's, I, I, as far as I remember, she's in every single season of the show. Like she's at least for a long time. She's in the, she comes back at least. She comes back a lot. I don't know if it's every season, but yeah, she comes back a lot. She comes back in the last season. We That's meet her, me. We meet her husband Ooh. who has like a deafness in his ears. <laughs> he can't. Oh no. Oh no. That's, Perfect. Are, are they going to play in that space? <laughs> Not really, but it's just like, they're like, oh, now I understand why you married Janice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, that's a good, that's actually a good joke. Yeah. Dean, is there anything that you would like to plug? Don't talk about Sierra Miss, dude. Don't talk about Sierra Miss. <laughs> yeah, um, well, you can listen to my podcast, uh, The Pepsi Boys. Uh, it's a soda podcast that we do. Um, with my my buddies Gabe and Les, we've had you guys on it already. You'll have to have you on it again sometime soon. But uh, we would love to. I don't remember that. Yeah, well, you were 
forced at gunpoint, but that's I think how you appear on any podcast is like under duress. Under duress, usually, yeah. 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 Nate always seems like he's under even when we're doing like even if I'm like texting Nate, he seems like he's under I'm busy dude. I'm chasing after a two year old. He's got a knife. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Well and, and wait. Oh, go ahead. Where did she get the smoothie? Where did she get the smoothie? No, dude. <laughs> How complex was the smoothie? Was there like acai? There's like flaxseed in it and shit. Wow. Like, yeah, and the blender was out. But she was like, she was absolutely like king shit drinking that smoothie, just being like, nobody's catching like my me. Favorite picture. I got the smoothie. That's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you know, at Mister Eman sixty nine, if you want to see me tweet the dumbest shit on earth. You're going to get about 40 nah, new followers. It's good shit. Like he likes four. me a lot whenever I post things. So like, actually they all follow you. already. <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah. It's just fucking. Yeah. All right. So everybody check out Pepsi boys. Oh, please, um, please. And once again, thank you, Chris white, our producer, please check out Chris white on Twitter at X, Y, T music. He's a very good music maker. Um, so, with that, Nate, you know what? I love you, buddy. Pregnant women are sexy. They're sexy as hell. They really are. They really are. They can't wait until Claire gets sexy. Whoa, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna, gonna cut that, that out. So bad. Cut that out. She's gonna hit me so no, hard on that one. No, you can't. You can't keep that in there. No. No. All right. No. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening, to friendsmen. Please. Please subscribe. Give us a review. Give us a rating on i uh, on 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 whatever. Send us pictures of sexy pregnant women. Love you, Nate. I love you, Jake. Lame. You're lame. I think pregnant women are attractive a normal amount, just the regular amount.